Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. This is one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Toronto. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, Charlotte. I was about to say DJ Envy because I'm used to that. I don't know where he at. And guess How what? Is, we're I in the studio. Care. We're in yes. the studio for one day. Say it again. Woo! Drop one of Clues Bombs for us being back in the studio, even if it's just for one day. I feel like a guest in my own home. How is Envy late the one day we got to come in? You know how you've been on vacation mad long, and then you come in your house and you realize how much you really do love and appreciate your house? That's how I feel right now. I feel like it's a mess in oh, here. Oh, my God. It is a mess in here. It's disgusting. No, there was definitely no housekeeping while we were gone. Uh, this does not look this sanitized This is actually how you left all. it. That is how I left it. I thought that they would <laughs> clean it up, though. They didn't. It don't sound like, it don't feel like it was no Lysol in here. No, I don't see no hand sanitizer. Sick. All he did was put There's up some glasses. There's hand sanitizer right here. Oh, he did? And there's Clorox wipes uh, right here. What's up, guys? What's wrong with you? Nothing. Now, they want me to sit over there next to you, but I refuse to sit next to you. I don't want you by me either. No, I don't want to sit next to you. Well, Dramos doesn't want to sit next to you. Hey, I don't want you next to me either. Nope. Somebody texted me and said, I go home. <laughs> I go home. Oh, that wasn't you. Well, I said what? Somebody, because I was taking my test. Uh, we had to get COVID tests before we came in. So I was taking my test with somebody who I really love up here. And um, they hit me and say, negative, let's make out. <laughs> You thought it was me? <laughs> I, 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 of all I, people, you thought it was me? All I saw was the E, but drop one of clues bounce for the Godfather, Elvis Duran. Oh, my God. All right, I mean, if you can make out with somebody, might as well be Elvis, right? That's my guy. All right. Love him to death. Ah, back in his... I love it. Don't you act like you don't not happy to be here, okay? And me and I, I were like, this is not safe. <laughs> yeah, I'm... What's well, not safe? Good morning. Meanwhile, Envy was DJing in Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. I was the only one with a mask on. Yeah, but I was the only one with a mask on. And yeah, you've been mixy too. But I can't have this a mask not, on. I don't feel safe. I can't have a mask on. I'm the only person. Sound, I ain't sound, been nowhere. I'm no, I haven't been in New York City since March. You talking about making out with another dude in, a second ago, but, but you ain't been nowhere? You're cheating. Excuse me? What? What is he talking about? That's what you just said. This guy is crazy. I All just right. got here, and you talking about making out with guys? Oh, my god. Nobody said anything about making out with guys. Oh, my goodness. Jesus Christ for everybody just joining us. Yes. Did you say good morning, Toronto? Did they say good morning, Toronto? Yes. yes. We did. All right. You know what rhymes with six? What? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, man. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, according to the Department of Homeland Security, the most lethal threat in the United States is... Donald Trump. What? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I've never paid attention to the lyrics of that song, but now I want to know how Jack Harlow got rid of his toxins. Did he explain that in the record? I just keep hearing him say his body got rid of all the toxins. How? Tell us how. Give us some of those health tips. He detoxed. I don't know. We'd like to know. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, I didn't watch the games last night. Did you watch them, Charlamagne? Mm, no. What about you, Yee? No. 
All right. Well, the Heat beat the Bucks four to one. Salute to Miami. Dropping the clues bombs for Miami. Wow. They're advancing to the Eastern Conference. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say they only scored four points. Finals? No, my son <laughs> owes me 50 push-ups. I bet on that game with him. I wonder. Um, he thought for sure the Bucks was going to win. I wonder if the situation in Kenosha, because, you know, the Bucks were the first team to, you know, take a stand. I wonder if that had any impact on the way they played in this series. I wonder. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night, the Lakers beat the Rockets 112-102. So they up 2-1 in that series mm-hmm. against Houston. Okay. What else we got, Yee? Uh, so according to the Department of Homeland Security, they are saying that white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the United States. Now, although foreign terrorist organizations will continue to call for attacks on the U.S., they said they probably will remain constrained in their ability to direct such plots over the next year. So therefore, the threat assessment is <laughs> all of this race-baiting tactics that Donald Trump does and right now, the political atmosphere that we're in, they said that white supremacist violence is the threat that they are most concerned about. America, did you finally poll some black people about this? Okay. <laughs> what made y'all come to this conclusion? Welcome to the past uh, 42 years of my whole existence. All right? That's been the story of, of, of America since day one. That's always been the biggest threat, at least to the black community. Mm-hmm. Who would say otherwise? Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know if y'all felt this, but there was an earthquake in New Jersey. When? Uh, it was actually... Uh, super early. It was around 2 a.m. And they said it was felt in much of central New Jersey and as far as Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy, and Queens. No, I didn't feel nothing. I definitely Y'all must have been that. knocked out. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> I woke up at 3.20 because we had to... Well, I had to be in the city for a COVID test. I woke up at 3.20. I didn't feel nothing at 2 o'clock. All right. Now, speaking of these COVID tests, they're saying that uh, test, they're saying a vaccine could be ready for approval by mid-October. Nope. But there are still some unknowns. You're out of your damn mind if you take that test, baby. <laughs> that's, that, nope. that's what they're saying. There's still not enough information. So they if there was a vaccine, time. would y'all take no. it? No. Absolutely not. And I told y'all no. uh, earlier this summer when they started talking about Russia had a vaccine, I said whatever they, vaccine they present, if you take it on November 1st, November 2nd, you won't even be able to get up on November 3rd. And I don't want to say his name, but the doctor who just gave us our I COVID asked him test. Too. He said, hell no. I asked him He said to. he sends out a newsletter every day to 5,000, 7,000 people telling them, do not take any vaccine that's presented in November. Right, he said not until next year. Next <laughs> yep. summer, he said that he said the one that comes out, he said he, he will said, definitely not take. Not. And he also said when you're flying, he said you should have a, 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 what is it, the N95 mask. You should definitely have an N95 mask. And he says when you go to the airport, he says... Don't take it off for anything. When you're on the plane, don't take it off to eat. Don't take it off to drink. Really? He says open up the vent because this, the air that comes out the vent is filtered. Make sure that vent blows on you to blow anything else that's away. So he was just, t- yo, you get kinky, man. <laughs> what? Why, as soon as I said it blows on you, you just what looked at me like about? that. Yo, you're a kinky, man. I'm going back home, man. This is in your mind. I'm, I didn't come here today to, to have you look yo, at me like whatever that. Sick, I know you miss me because you ain't seen me in months, but whatever sick fantasies you got, stop it right now. Okay? I can't with you today, man. I, I, I'm not. I'm looking at you like this because you're presenting new information that I've never heard before. It ain't got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, yes, the Rochester police chief and the entire command staff has kinky, stepped man. down after the death of Daniel Prude. And this happened, I believe, yeah, this was back in March. He had been, uh, Daniel Prude had been acting out on March 22nd, according to his brother, Joe Prude. Joe Prude called 911 that day. Daniel Prude was hospitalized for about three hours after, for a mental health check. And they said that uh, video shows that officers found Prude naked in the middle of a street shortly after 3 a.m. March 23rd. He did comply with orders to get on the ground face down, put his hands behind his back. While handcuffed, they said he was speaking in a nonsensical manner. At one point, he asked officers for a gun and then police put a spit hood 
on him because he said he had coronavirus. Mm. At one point, they said he stopped breathing. They tried to revive him, and he was put on life support at a hospital, and he died seven days later. Now, Tamisha Prude, uh, who is uh, Daniel Prude's sister, sued the city and some members of the police department, uh, including the police chief, the Rochester police chief, Laron Singletary. And she said that he died as a result of unlawful force and the deliberate disregard for his medical needs. So now Singletary has stepped down and he is saying that this is all an attempt to destroy his character and integrity. And the entire command staff of the police department in Rochester, New York, also stepped down yesterday. Sounds about right to me. You know, part of the reason for stepping down, though, you retire and you can still get your pension and health benefits. Yeah, so they should be fired, actually, right? Right. Mm. All right, well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? It's Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Good morning. Hey, Rebecca. Get it off your chest. Good morning. Good morning from Canada. Canada the six. <laughs> the six. Well, the 905 right next to me. Yeah, she might not be in Toronto. Oh, okay. Well, good morning, oh, Mama. What's like, up? Get it off your chest. Hi. Hello. I just wanted to say um, it's been a rough year. It has. And, yeah, so, like, no job, relationship stuff, whatever. And I don't sleep well, so every morning I kind of look forward to listening to you guys, and it just makes my day start off a little bit easier. So I just wanted to say thank you. Rebecca! Rebecca, thank you. You make our day easier, too. How how long do you... You don't take that damn mask off. We can't hear you with that mask off. Just take it off when you talk, man. Who are you, Donald Trump? You sure? I can't hear your ass. You sound no, muffled. You sound like you got something in your mouth. What do you mean? Rebecca, you like you got in your can mouth. we talk to Rebecca? Are, yo, this guy is disgusting. Rebecca, how morning. long do you do you sleep every night? He heard Rebecca and he thought of Becky immediately. Oh my goodness. No, no, there's no Becky. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> Rebecca, how long do you sleep every night? About like how many hours? If I sleep, mm-hmm. mm, one to four. So you just have too much on your mind, huh? You must suffer from oh, anxiety. Yeah. Too much to do. Too much on my mind. Too much everything. You sound like you have anxiety like I do. Oh, God, yeah. I Yeah, my anxiety has anxiety. <laughs> I get it. Well, we love you, Rebecca. We Thank love you, you Rebecca. Well, we love you too here. Thank you for joining us in Canada, and thanks for just, you know, letting us listen to you and starting our day better. Thank, Thank you, you in the 905. We just got to randomly shout out Rebecca sometimes. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Carrie in Virginia. Hey, 757, what's going on? Good morning, Shaman Guy, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy. I just wanted to give a good morning shout-out to all the students that are getting up and logging into virtual learning. Uh, this is going to be a challenging process, but I love their excitement, enthusiasm, and the feedback that they are giving us to help make it a better experience for them. That virtual learning is trash. I just want to tell you that. Yesterday, we had a, a whole day oh, of that, yeah. and it was it's trash. I feel bad for those kids. I feel bad for those teachers. It was trash. We got we got to figure a way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They want us to shove curriculum down their throats, but I'm just sitting here like, my daughter missed her first day of classes because she didn't know which day it was. Wow. And it's not, it's not the usual, but hey, we're going to stick it out together, and that's the only thing I can offer these kids. I'm here to help them through whatever, but they, you know, let's speak up and work together. How Absolutely. old is your daughter? My daughter is 12. She's pretty smart she's already, pretending school. she didn't know when the first day was. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I blame her mama. If I'm be, if I'm putting the blame anywhere, I'm blaming her mama. I'm being honest with you. No, here we go. You can blame her dad because she was at her dad's house. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. Touché. That n- you have I told to you about him. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Mama. <laughs> thank you. Y'all have a beautiful day. All right. Hey, all jokes aside, that's why you got to salute all the schools who are, um, you know, making provisions to have the kids in school in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just for a couple hours out of the day, like like my 12-year-old daughter is doing. That's, that's, that's a blessing. Yeah, but it's funny. The virtual class, I was on there with my kids yesterday, and there's parents sitting behind the kids. So when it, the teacher says the answer, I see the parents whispering in the kids' ear, the answer's three, the answer's Lord three. Lord have mercy. It's starting, it's starting to be competitive with the parents now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey good morning. This is E. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, look, I, I just wanted to call in this morning. Uh, good morning, Angela. You're a and DJ Envy. Uh, I just want to say I'm blessed. Today's my anniversary. Me and my girl have been together for four years. Woo! We got a... Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. Hey, I'm so blessed. She's so good to me. We got a beautiful three-year-old daughter. Um, and uh, as you guys know, uh, if you don't mind, I want to shout her out, especially because uh, she's been a, uh, a stay-at-home mom <clears throat> since we had our daughter. But uh, she's on top of taking care of me and uh, making sure I'm fed all the time and just being a great woman, a great mother. She uh, she built the online beauty supply. And as you guys know, that I've been trying to call y'all a uh, month. And, you know... Last month was um. Why are you breathing so hard, bro? Hey, why are you breathing so hard, bro? What's the problem? I've been in the gym this, mo- I've been in the gym this morning, man. I've been working out. So okay. Don't hold on, speakerphone. I miss Shout her out. Shout her out. Yeah, shout her out, brother. Hey, hey it's, it's uh, it's called uh, LaylasBeauty.com. It's our daughter's name, L A I L A H. LaylasBeauty.com. It's a black-owned business. Please support it. She built and developed the website herself. Is years of uh, you know just learning how to code and teach yourself how to do everything. So that's dope, I man. I really appreciate the opportunity to get on here and shout her out. I love you, baby. Um, congratulations. I love you, uh, Layla. I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I love you, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Be blessed, man. Thank all you, right. King. Okay. Stay you off that goddamn out. pre-workout, man. That pre-workout have your heart going crazy. It does. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Q Butter. I got a uh, Q Butter. Of, I got a list. Of verses bottles I want to go through. No, no, we cool on that. We cool on that. We got Gladys Knight. He got this on his mind. With the verses battle. I want to hear it. Yeah. That's what we got Swiss and Tim for. JD Pub Daddy, Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, Soldier Boy Bow Wow, Pharrell Kanye, Justin Bieber, and Justin Timberlake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Metro Boomin, London on the track. Uh, Bro, we got the internet too. We got social media. We see all these matches. He came up with the whole list. Go ahead. Buster Rhymes, Missy (laughs) Elliott, Lil Boosie Plies. It's six in the morning, King. Amari on Trey song. Okay. Lloyd. Did you sleep yet? I'm glad uh, Versus has this type of impact on you, though. Now let's go back through the list and you tell us who's going to win each one. Bro, peace. (laughs) Goodness gracious. (laughs) Hello, who's this? Yo, Envy, good morning, Envy. Good morning, Envy. What's up, Rick? What's going on, Envy? What's good, man? It's good to hear you back in the studio, man. All right, relax. It feels good to be back. Yeah, relax. This ain't going to be that long. We just here here for a one-off. 
I mean, even if it's one day, you guys don't sound like a college dorm uh, pirate. <laughs> I'm with you. We actually sound like a nationally syndicated radio show yeah, right you now. Sound like a Hall of Fame radio show. Woo! <laughs> Drop one of the clues bomb because we in the hall already. God damn it! Oh my god! What up, Rick? Uh, uh, anyway, yo, uh, I want to talk about them vaccines, right? Envy, you Hold know, on, you're in the car, right? The vaccines, the oh. vaccines, or not take, not taking the vaccine. Envy, you know, right? You buy cars. You know the first edition of any car is never good, man. Right? The they gotta get they gotta get the problems out first. Same thing with the iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any any good horror movie you ever watched, whether it's the uh, hey. uh, um, what's that? Uh, uh, Seven Days Later or what's that movie with Will Smith? Um, it always starts with some horrible vaccine with with zombies. Don't take no vaccine. The first the oh, first goodness. set of vaccines always cause some issues. And I know that AstraZeneca, which is a company in... Uh, in oh, in, yeah. In, in, I saw they had to they stop said, that because of the side effects. Yeah, somebody yeah, grew wings. <laughs> I heard about that this morning. My goodness. Thank you. They're not telling you. Tell you exactly what happened, right? They're telling you they had some crazy side effects. Mm -hmm. What kind of crazy side effect would make you stop producing the whole thing for a minute? When you well, see a grown-ass man sprout eagle wings. Thank you, Rick, man. Yeah, with six toes and eight fingers. Don't do it. Goodbye, do man. It. And I'm going to tell y'all something else. Yeah. I would feel like that anytime there's a new vaccine, but mm -hmm. especially during a political year. Understand what these people are trying to do to y'all, okay? They're just trying to get your goddamn vote in November. It's really just that simple. All right. Come on, guys. Get and it gals. off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way, ye. Man, there are all kinds of things happening online right now, and this couple is going through it. They're breaking up, and she's saying that he threatened a murder-suicide. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. With you, bro. It feels so good to be back in the studio, even if just for the day. You're screaming like that. Oh you sound like you got God. something in your mouth. No. What's wrong with you, bro? I might, I might be having a, a, a orgasmic type feeling though, because I really do enjoy being back here. I really do. How are you this morning, guys and gals? Take that damn mask off, man. You got all types of stuff around you. Thank you. Just making sure. We can hear you. Never now. be too safe. All right. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tamar. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, what is going on with Tamar Braxton and her fiancé, David Adafeso? Now, Tony Braxton was asked about her sister, and she was on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show when she was asked. Mm -hmm. And she said she didn't want to speak on her business. So she said, my sister Tamar had a little situation. It's not my business to tell her business, but I can say that our family is doing so much better. We're in a healthier place, and I have to pe tell people that mental illness is not a joke. That's right. Now, Tamar Braxton's boyfriend has filed for a domestic violence restraining order against her. Uh, so David is saying that he wants to uh, grant that against Tamar. They're not saying what she's done. But now Tamar's sources are coming forward. And according to The Blast, they're saying that the couple got into a heated altercation. They were driving to check her into a mental health facility for treatment. On the way, Tamar questioned him about a recent Instagram he shared featuring her seven-year-old son, Logan. At that point, they started arguing, and Tamar told David he was around for the wrong reasons and could not be trusted. Mm. They said that's when David became irate. He threatened not only her life, but his own. And she claims that he said they were going to end up in a murder-suicide. Lord have mercy. Goodness gracious. 
That is a toxic relationship. Uh, you think? That I, you have to get out of I, immediately. I pray for everybody's healing involved in that situation. I don't know what they're going through. I just know that when I hear stuff like that, I hear unresolved trauma. I hear hurt. I hear pain. That's why when people say, oh, Charlamagne, all you do is talk about therapy and mental health. This is why. I want everyone to get the healing they deserve and the healing that's available. Now, it's interesting because previously it was said that the reason the two of them, and I remember the Jasmine brand did an exclusive where they were saying that he didn't like how he was portrayed on their show that was coming out on WeTV. And after that, they ended up getting engaged, and mm -hmm. they said the whole thing was a lie. And here's part of that trailer for the WeTV show they had. What's going on, Vince? I told you, I don't want Vince walking through my house again. What's your opinion about framework? It's clearly witchcraft. If it doesn't come from God, I can't subscribe to it. That's why you have to negotiate uh, say-so in the final edit. And if they don't want to give you say-so in the final edit, then... Um, don't sign the contract. Swing on the producer. No, you can't swing on the producer. What? No, you can't swing on the producer. Oh. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. All right, now, sources are saying that Tamar's initial concerns arose in July while she was hospitalized, and he was putting out public statements about her current medical state without her consent. And Tamar's family said they were disturbed by his 911 call after she was found unresponsive. I ain't gonna front. I thought that was weird, too. And the details he gave about her and her reality show. You call 911 and you're telling the 911 agent, the agent that it was her new deal, that that's the... I'm like, why you... This, what does that have to do with... Yeah, what does that have to do? Help. Send, send the police and ambulance now. Like, what happened? She's not breathing. Send now. Maybe he was traumatized, though. In situations like that, he might, he might have been traumatized and he didn't know what to say. Hey, I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because of her new deal. She's like her new deal with television. That, they might have just been talking about that and she might he might have known she was crushed out over that i don't know I don't know. No, that seems a little strange. All right, now let's me. talk about Kanye. He was on with Nick Cannon on Cannon's class, mm -hmm. and they talked about a few different things. Uh, in particular, he talks about his relationship with Jared Kushner and whether or not he's in cahoots with the Republicans. Yeah, well, you know, I met with Jared. That's a that's a friend of mine. I knew them before they was in the White House. Right. People keep on saying, "I think that y'all, you and Republicans." In cahoots. In cahoots. They're they saying that they're paying you to, to do what you're doing to be a distraction. Bro, can't nobody pay me. <laughs> you got more money than Trump. I got more money than Trump. <laughs> that man came out with a printed copy because he couldn't get the paperback version of Dr. Claw Anderson's book. The Powernomics. Powernomics. Let me ask you a question, right? Hmm. Does Kanye West have <laughs> a slither of a chance of winning? Let's be honest. No. Man, shut up. All right. Yeah, so, we ain't even so, having that discussion. So why, but, so why? Like, why do There this? is no why. It's not, he's not even on ballots anymore. Now, Kanye also had oh, said that he... Ah, he got a couple of... Uh, he said. also had said he tried to meet with Bernie Sanders, who declined to meet with him. And he said he does want to meet with Joe Biden, just to FYI. He said he would meet with everybody. And right. Jesus loves everybody. Here he is talking more about Powernomics and Claude, Dr. Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson has a four-year plan to rebuilding the black community. Right. That is what we talked about. That's what you and Jared talked about. Yeah. Now, no one, do you know how long me and Jared sat there and went through uh, point by point from Claude Anderson's book and the time I spent on the phone with Claude Anderson's wife or the time I spent talking to Charlemagne right. about, about this? This is just the beginning of a journey. When we talk about sustainable communities... Of course, you got to talk to your Secretary of Defense. First of all, everybody <laughs> should read Dr. Claude Anderson, Power Nomics. Drop on the clues, bonds for Dr. Claude. We had Dr. Claude on the Breakfast Club back in 2019. That available, that interview's still available on YouTube. Um, salute to Dr. Claude and his beautiful wife, Queen Joanne. Okay, it is a privilege to have elders like that to lean on, but let the record show. Kanye called me about that interview one day, and I told him about the book, and weeks later, he sent me a picture 
of Powernomics and asked me if I read it. Just want to throw that out there. Okay. Mm. I mean, of course, he would call you the Secretary of Defense and talk Shut about up, what's going on. Kanye, Kanye also, interestingly enough, says that when you're a Democrat, you're not allowed to talk about Christ. He said Republicans are allowed to talk about Christ. Huh? I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, I just know. I, I don't that's think Kanye. I, I don't think Kanye's a bad guy. He means well. He's just a narcissist. Okay, and that's fine. He loves himself. He has an overinflated sense of self. But he, I think he does really want to help people. I think so. He he truly does. He I truly think so. Does. Absolutely. Well, is he running for president? You asked. Does he have a good chance of winning? Here he is talking about that. You running for president right now is that something that you're comfortable speaking about because it's, it is unclear and I think that's where people could come up with these theories and what you're really trying to do because they're not clear on what your actions are I'm not running for president I'm walking <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to take a little bit more time so you might not get there in 2020 is what you say <laughs> you're walking your way to president we'll take that I might sprain the ankle if I run well, I hope he sprains his ankle Okay, and he's not. In, I'm not entertaining any of that. And he needs to walk his ass away from this election cycle. Period. Because if he is on the um, ballot in some of these states, it is some idiots that'll go out there and vote for him. And it might be one or two percent of the people that take away votes from Biden Harris, and that is indirectly helping Donald Trump. Yeah. So, well said from the Secretary of Defense. I am not no goddamn so what's your, Secretary. <laughs> what's your strategy? Like, what's your strategy going man, into shut this? Shut up, man. Leave me alone. I ain't come here for this this morning. I'm putting my mask back on if y'all keep talking to me in this way. All right. You germs. Should Republicans put masks on? I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about a 13-year-old boy with autism. He was shot by police. Oh, my goodness. What? All right. That's a hard left we just took. I know. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. All right. Can I say Jesus Christ? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Breakfast Club, come on. You're a Republican. That's crazy. I didn't know that you had a banana seat. Hmm? And if you just, I'm, and if you just randomly yelled out, I'm addicted to my bike. I love the banana seat. I was like, what just happened? First, first, I said, I heard it. You heard him, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know first of all, I don't from. have a banana seat. Yeah, I'm not messing with y'all you today. You said that. I did not say that. You I, I don't have a banana seat. Well, you said, well, what was the riding banana thing? I just, I, I didn't say nothing about riding a banana. What's okay. with you and these kinky right, things right, you doing right, this morning, okay, man? All right. You haven't seen me in months, and all of a sudden you, you know what? Let's get some front page news. Where we starting, you? Man, this is really sad. A 13 year old boy has been seriously injured. He was shot by a police officer in Salt Lake City. This happened Friday night. Now, his mother, Golda Barton, said her son, Lyndon Cameron, who has Asperger's syndrome, was having a mental breakdown earlier in the day. It was her first day back at work in nearly a year. He was having trouble coping. She called the police, and she asked for a crisis intervention team to help her manage the situation. She needed some help getting her son treatment. She said, uh, look, he's unarmed. He doesn't have anything. He's, he just gets mad, and he starts yelling and screaming. He's a kid. He's trying to get attention. He doesn't know how to regulate. Then the police came and he ran away. And she said she heard someone yell, get down on the ground three times and several gunshots. That is crazy. This is exactly why police shouldn't be responding to things like this. It should be somebody else that you can call. Like, police shouldn't be the first responders. We need, like, mental health care professionals to show up on the scene who deal with these but, type of episodes that people have. I agree with you, but, you know, can they get to the scene as fast as police officers or as fast as ambulances? Yeah, if they get the proper funding, if you put the mm -hmm. proper people in place to do that, it's just no, it's nowhere else to call. Yeah. It's just like when you want to do a wellness check on somebody, you got to call the police. Mm -hmm. Or if you have an emergency like this person had, they got to call 911 and police show up. We need another entity, another organization, something, some type of mental health care professionals yeah. to show up for stuff like this. I agree. Man... 
Absolutely. And I'm hoping that with this whole, we, we've been talking about this whole defund the police and what it really means, which is put some of that money into other things that are necessary that can help people more. Mm-hmm. Now, if I have a child mm-hmm. with, with a similar syndrome, a similar problem, am I going to call the police? Am I going to, if my son is having a problem and I just hear this, I will never call the police because I'm going to be fearful that they're going to come and, and, you know, the child might, you know, yell, scream or kick. And then all of a sudden you calling for help. And the next thing you know, your child's dead. Yeah, I would love to know. How old was the child? What? 13. 13? Yeah, I would love to know what the parents. That's out of here, man. The parents, I don't want to say intention. Oh, yeah, I do. I want to know what the parents' intention was and I want to know what the parent thought that thought the outcome would be. She probably needed well, help. Well, yes, she needed help. And she yes. probably needed help. And she said she needed an intervention, and she told them that he's unarmed. She told the police that. She said he doesn't have anything. He just gets mad and starts yelling and screaming. So she needed a crisis intervention team. She said she just needed help managing the situation and needed to get her son treatment. She told them That's that. That's horrible. And if you're an officer and the parent tells you all of that, why do you still approach like it's a hostile, violent I'm, situation? I'm saying the same thing. You know, what this, you know why the person is acting like this. You know the person has a condition. The person doesn't have a weapon. Why? But why? why ending gunshots. But why shoot and kill? Like you should only well, use deadly force when you shouldn't shoot at all. When it's dead, when it's when it's deadly force against you. He's not dead. Just to be clear, he's seriously injured. Should have been no gunshots at all. At did, he have, all. did he have a gun? No, no. And a thirteen-year-old have a knife. Thirteen years old. So according to the police, what they're trying to say is the boy was having a psychological episode and had made threats to some people with a weapon. Because he made threats, but he didn't see he a weapon or nothing. Has a I'm condition. just telling you what they said. I'm just telling you what they he said. He has a mental health issue. He's You say he's autistic, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, come on, officers. What's wrong with y'all? All right. And um, one last thing I wanted to... I know we talked about this earlier. Crazy, a possible yeah. vaccine that could be ready by the middle of October or randomly early November when we vote. And so they're saying that vaccine against the novel coronavirus could be ready for approval by then. They said it has an excellent profile. Mm-mm-mm. I consider this vaccine near perfect and which has a near perfect profile. So we shall see what that is. I know I am not taking a vaccine. Hell no. Mm-mm. Now they already had to uh, halt a COVID-19 vaccine trial from AstraZeneca after possible serious side effects. So they said this is a routine action which has to happen whenever there is a potentially unexplained illness. In one of the trials, while it is investigated, ensuring we maintain the integrity of the trials. I'm telling you right now, if you take that vaccine in November, you're going to turn into a mutant. And not the good kind of mutant, too. Probably a teenage Ninja Turtle one. All right? Do not take that vaccine in November. Leave it alone. They weren't good? Yeah, they were. The turtles were good. But you don't want to wake up a turtle. You know what I'm saying? If you wake up Wolverine or something, okay, it might have been worth it. A yeah. turtle that could fight and could get low in the nah, sword and nah, pop back out. And they look nah. like they had a good time. They look like they ate nah. a mad pizza. You'd rather be an X-Man. Come on. X-Men look normal. I like the turtles. Yeah, if you I'm took cool, the vaccine, cool you'd rather be an like X-Man. Turtles. Trust me. What was your favorite one? I like the one with the, uh, the swords. You would not want to be a turtle, bro. Was that Leonardo? <laughs> Leonardo was my guy. Leonardo. You would not want to wake up a turtle. Knock it off. You wake up with a shell, stop it. Well, you probably would like that hard thing on your back, Envy, knowing you. But, um... What? That's front page news, right, you? King. Yes, that's your front page news. <laughs> Can turtles ride bikes? <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. I'm going to human resources after this. This is like the third one today. I just want what to tell you that. What are you talking about? All right. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051 during the episode of Lip Service, y'all had a discussion about addiction, right? Yes. Actually, Stephanie, who is one of the hosts on my podcast, Lip Service, she called me and told me that she is overcoming a, a drug addiction. She was taking Percocets, 
And the last time she took it, she said she had 70 pills that cost about $2,000. Lord have She mercy. said she took all of those in five days. She all right? Uh, she's getting better. She said her stomach was messed up. She couldn't move her bowels. It was really, really, it was a terrible addiction that's been going on since November, by the way. For recreational purposes? Or she was just, like, trying to hurt herself in some way? I think she was trying to self-medicate because she was going through a bad breakup and she mm. didn't want to be awake. And so every time she woke up, she would pop some pills Ugh. and go back to sleep. She was taking Xanax, Percocets, everything. Jeez. Have mercy. Right. And so now she uh, did help herself and she's not on the pills anymore. Uh, here is Here she is talking about almost overdosing. One time I had gotten some Xanax and they looked a little funny and um, I took them and they made me crazy. Like I was walking into walls and falling on the floor and everything. And I ended up buying a drug test from the pharmacy and I tested the drug. And it was fentanyl in the drug. It was a shooting uh, gun. And so you know that, if you would have took too much of that, that could have killed you alone. I died. That's crazy. So, question: Folks will be popping multiple pills, right? I wonder do they still get high? Well, you know, it takes more for you to be able to feel anything because then you start getting immune. And she said they told her the doctor told her if something would have happened to her, like, and she actually needed these painkillers, they wouldn't work. Wow, that's crazy. I took I took a Percocet one time. I got a root canal, and I took it because it was like it help you with your root canal instead of the other, and it, it wouldn't even hold in my body. I threw up, but like in, in like fifteen minutes, like I I, I just. It just couldn't take it. It was just too much for my body. I was in a bad car accident a long time ago, and I was on some painkillers. I think it was either Oxy or Perks. Amazing. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and mm -hmm. act like it wasn't. I, de I definitely uh, finished the bottle, even though I didn't need them anymore. Did you go on after that, or that when it was done? It was I did. Went, I, get, I went and got another prescription. I definitely <laughs> went and got another crazy. prescription. I'm not going to tell you no lie. How many times did you get another prescription? Just twice. Just twice. All right. Well, though, yeah. And I know we got to uh, take some calls, and I do want to say, though, I could tell something was wrong, but there was nothing anybody could do about it. And so mm. people were trying to talk to her. One of her dealers even cut her off because he felt like it was too dangerous and he didn't want her to die. Yeah, That's how bad it was. All the moral drug yeah, when a dealer there. cuts you off, you know that. You know you really <laughs> got a problem. Integrity. So I want to ask y'all, have you ever had to deal with somebody who had an addiction issue and how did you handle it? All right. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about addiction. Now, this comes off of Angela Yee's lip service uh, episode. You want to explain it a little bit, Yee? Yes. Uh, Stephanie had called me before we taped and said that she was having a problem. She was addicted to Percocets, and she was taking Xanax, and it was really, really bad. It got even worse during coronavirus. She would just sleep all day. As soon as she woke up, she took some more pills, went back to sleep. Finally, at the end of it, she bought 70 pills. She said those cost about $2,000, and she took all of those in five days, and then she detoxed. Yeah, I, I, I had a friend that was addicted to alcohol, and uh, we got him to stop drinking after, you know, he had to go to the hospital and... Yeah, liver problems and all types of things, but I—I I mean, that—that's the only thing. I've never—I'm scared of drugs myself. Um, 
Those commercials when I was a kid really got me. I've I, I just always never, I always felt like I'll be in the bushes somewhere popping out some something naked or something. I just mm-hmm. was always scared of drugs. So I never really did anything. I've never done mushrooms. I've never done Molly. Uh, what's the other ones? Ecstasy. Ecstasy. You never tried ecstasy? No. Nope. What's the other ones? LSD. No. Heroin. Cocaine. Crack. No, I didn't. No, 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 I've no. never done Molly. I did shrooms. It didn't do anything for me. Um, I smoked weed and coke by accident. Amazing high, by the way. Um, but I haven't had to intervene seriously with anybody with a drug problem. I have. Because I'm always concerned. I'm always concerned about these kids, though, because they be on all types of stuff. You just don't know how much they can handle. But I've never attempted to get anyone off drugs. I've encouraged them to stop, which mm-hmm. is hypocritical because I had a cousin who was on crack and I would tell him to stop smoking crack, but then I was also selling crack and, you know, that's that's a contradiction, but it, it's it no is. convincing a crackhead not to smoke. They don't want to hear that. They got their minds made up, so you're either going to take their money or take the blowjob, but a crack addict is a crack addict. I had to take my friend to the doctor and force her and then she did this weekend long, they have this detox you could do by mm-hmm. yourself at home. So she did that. I've had a few people around me be really bad. Wow. But, no, um, and people really it. will only get help when they want to. Very you can't true. make them do it. And so right. she came to me and told me, and I was like, all right, let's figure out how we can make this happen. And then you know what's so crazy? There's so many of these kids' lifestyle nowadays that I, you can't tell when somebody got a problem. Right. You think they just Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet. You know what I mean? They just on mm-hmm. it. So you don't know. A lot of people on lean, too. I see a lot of people on lean. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Dee Hey, good morning, Mama. Where you calling from? Um, I'm in Virginia, North Virginia. North Fork, 757. Now, you, you had a, a family member or friend that was uh, addicted to a drug? Yeah, my child's father. Um, He was addicted to heroin, and it ended up taking his life at the end. And we, okay. you know, we tried everything to basically get him off of it, um, alternatives, programs, and everything, but nothing ever worked, and it just ultimately ended up just killing them. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, too. Thank you. Thank you. I just know, you know, what, and the sad thing about a lot of those drugs is, is they're not really the drugs. They're manufactured something else. They're cheap or it's a lot of things. So I, I hear a lot of kids are taking drugs and it's not even the actual drugs that they think they're taking. Right. You think you're taking prescription right. drugs. And like Stephanie said, you buy them off the street, though. So that's you don't know what it true. is. Right. And that's how she ended up taking fentanyl when she thought she was buying Xanax. And when it comes to prescription drugs, you don't know if someone is taking it because they really need it or because they're abusing. So when somebody tells you, oh, I'm on Oxy today, you don't even think, you don't think twice of it. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Denise. How y'all doing this morning? What's up, mama? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Orlando. All right, Florida. <laughs> now, you have a friend or family member that was addicted? Did you help him? How'd you get him off? I actually had a lot of family members that grew up addicted, but I'm a healthcare professional, and I've been in the healthcare sector for 15 years, and I have a lot of pain management patients, and I've never in my life seen anything like the, like the opiate pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. So I want y'all to know something. The person that is the brand, oxycodone, is generic. Anyone who starts taking this medication, you have such a high risk of becoming addicted within the first 72 hours. So it only takes 72 hours for you to become an addict to this medication. Wow. In addition to that, when you have a patient taking the oxycodone, say they take it every six hours, so that's 120 pills a month. But the insurance company, they're going to give it to them every 28 days instead of every 30. In addition to that, the insurance company makes them take a short-acting opiate along with it. So now they're taking 120 other oxycodone, plus they're forced to take 60 of the morphine sulfate. So now they're taking 180 pills, and then some of these patients... Lord have mercy. ...with a pain pill, it causes a benzo combination, which means it's an automatic pain 
that you can die in your sleep because of respiratory depression. So Jeez. every time my patients fill their prescription, we have to verify that we understand it's a risk. So every doctor who writes these prescriptions, their license is on the line. I have lost so many patients in the last three years from grandmothers, normal age people, young people. It's not just young people. It's older people that are affected by this as well. Right. And it's so right. sad because I've done the drug test all my patients. Like, I'm heading into work right now. And I'm glad my baby's sleeping. But when I get to work, I have to. And these blood test these patients, they don't just have the opiates that you give them in their system. A lot of times they have the fentanyl. A lot of times they have heroin because if they insurance company won't cover their meds and the privatization can't get covered, which is when we have to fight with their insurance companies, they go and they resort to getting heroin off the street. I've had patients just straight up say this to me. Damn, so that is tough. It is such a crazy situation to be in. And having family members that have been addicted to drugs, like I've been taking care of people my entire life. I had a sister that battled, and she just now got it together. Her kids are now in their 20s. Yeah. How did she do it? With the strength of God, I'm telling you. That it was God himself that did it. Because That's amazing. I struggled with her, with her addiction my entire life, and I'll, I'll be 35. All right. Well, thank you, Mama, for calling. Sorry to hear that. 800-585-1051. Have you had a family member or friend addicted? Uh, how did you get him off? Did you help him? Call us up. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in there. I Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about addiction. Now, on uh, Angela Yee's podcast, she talked about her friend Stephanie Santiago, who was addicted to Percocet. Yeah, she's uh, Stephanie's on the podcast also, and she was having a really rough time. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, she was on a couple of episodes, but I had to give her a break because she just seemed like she was real out of it. And there was nothing that anybody could do about it. And she told us she finally kicked the addiction. The only reason she said that she kicked it because nobody could have made her not do it is because she went to get baptized. She gets very religious when she gets high and drunk. And she said they told her that she was not going to live to see um, 45 years old. Wow. And that she was going to die if she didn't stop. And that's what actually scared her straight. Wow, wow, wow. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Michelle from Toronto. How are you? Hey, Michelle. Good morning from Toronto. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I love you guys. We Thank love you, you back. Did Michelle? you have a friend or family member addicted to anything? I was back in the day. What were you addicted to? I got addicted to my mom's Oxycontin. Really? And how'd you kick it? Yeah. Um, I got really sick, and I ended up in the hospital beside her throwing up. And I, at that point, I knew, like, something was definitely wrong, and I had to stop. I didn't it on my own. Wow. Well, I'm glad you, you finally kicked it out, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you. You sound like you're doing a lot better. Oh, I am now. Thank you very much. I've got three kids now, so it's, I'm, I'm over that. It was just, it was a bad, rough, rough patch in my life. How, though? How did you kick the habit for those out there who may be struggling with the same thing? I just, I got really sick is what made the lights go on in my head, and I, I, I had, like, a quick flash of either life or death from here on out, mm-hmm. and I chose life, so. Yay, we're happy I you just, did. I'm noticing a pattern, though. People yeah. have to almost die in order to know that uh, they got something to live for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hit rock bottom. The high, you hit rock bottom, but the high is that good. That's the thing. It's the high is when you're high, you're high, and nothing matters at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, oh, I've been there. I'm telling you, when I had that car accident mm-hmm. and I was on them oxys, 
I definitely finished that bottle, and I went back and got me another prescription, and I didn't need it. But the moxies mox are great high. Hello, who's this? This is Gregory. Gregory, what's, what's up, man? On, what's going on, brother? You got a family member, friend addicted to something? Yeah, I got a family member, man. Oh, uh, it's my sister-in-law. Been knowing her for about 16 years of my life, man. And trust me, man, like, I love her. I'm praying for her. I got faith that she's going to get through. But, man, going through this addiction, man, six kids, you only got custody of four or three of them. I got custody of the first one. And it's like she can't manage her life, man. We got to remind her on her doctor's appointments. We got to help her keep up with her calendar. Right. Like, I can't even have my own life because I got to babysit hers and, you know, babysit kids. So it's like I'm dealing with five kids instead of four. <laughs> and it's so hard, man. Right. Because I'm trying to manage my life and my marriage and keep what I got sacred good, but I got somebody doing that's trying to interfere. And it was at one point where her demons was affecting my relationship. You know, I'm not getting any attention from my wife. You know, over a certain amount of time, that stuff starts to build up. You know, you can only be passing so much for so long, you know? So communication is key, you know? But mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get through every day, man. Alrighty. Every single day is a new situation. Right. And then you feel like if I just stop and I'm not there, anything could happen. You know, you don't want someone to no die. Mm -hmm. No telling. I mean, and we're talking about meds. We're talking about, you know, uh, heroin, you know, needles. Like, we got to keep our doors locked. We got to lock up medications. You know, it's like, dang, I got to, I, I, I don't trust nobody in my home. I don't trust anybody you know in my home. You know, it's just. Yeah. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells in my own home and it's tough to deal with. So just pray for me. We are we praying will, for you. Brother. We definitely will. Right. I really hope that, the, you know, that addiction, I don't even know, it's taking over. I don't wish addiction on nobody. It you affects know I mean? everyone around you, not just you, too. Absolutely. Especially when you're a parent. When you're a parent and you got a family, like you ruining the whole foundation of your existence. Okay? I know what it feels like to be a child and have to go, you know, visit his father in, in rehab. So you don't want you don't want to be that. Hell no. All right. Well, I mean, I know there's not a moral of the story. Is there a moral? Just say no. There you go. <laughs> that's, right. that's the moral of the story. Yeah, Just say no. Like, drugs are no good. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and man, I hate to segue into this, but let's talk about Joe Button. And there's some documents that came out online, and since Santana is speaking about her relationship with him and how things got leaked. So we'll try to make some sense of it. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We here. We back, baby. At least for the day. Yes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. And don't think we're just back in the studio for the day and we haven't taken the proper precautions. We all got tested uh, for COVID-19. Yes, we did. Um, it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. I it's a different they, test. Yeah, no. they just swab around your nostrils four times. Yeah, well, the test we took here, yeah, they swab around your nostril a couple times, each nostril, and then they put it into a machine, and you get your uh, results in about 10 to 15 minutes. I had uh, to do mine twice because uh, the cartridge was messed up the mm. first time. Mm. And so he had to do it again. So this is your first coronavirus test? First coronavirus test. I've had the antibody test before. Mm, that's his blood test. first coronavirus test. Yeah, this is yes. my second one. The first one I did, which was like two weeks ago before my daughter went to college, they stuck it like far up your nose. This one, it wasn't that bad. Let me tell you, this is my fourth one. 
And it's changed a lot from the first time I had it. The first time I had it was the worst. They stuck it all the way up to your brain, huh? Yeah, they stuck it even further than I'm sure they did for you. It was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They actually told me to hum when you do it because that helps it not be as painful. So. Envy got told that when he was younger. That's different. What? Oh, okay. Listen. You are kinky, um, bro. I, like, I didn't see none of y'all results, though. I posted mine. Why did you post your results? I, I want y'all to know. Why? I want y'all to know what it is. I got mine right here. I got mine right here. Look, look. You want to see mine? Let me see mine. Let me see. What are y'all results? Let me see the results, baby. That don't mean nothing. Let me see the, Let me see that negative sticker. I didn't bring my results in with me. I didn't bring them in. Don't what that say? Look, look. That says positive. No, it don't. Look. <laughs> it says you positive. That? You see that, Nick? Negative, baby. But it says okay. positive for gonorrhea. <laughs> it, says, it says anal swab positive. And we got an anal swab. And I did not. He has to smell the swab. <laughs> What's wrong, Jim? you so crazy. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes. A new versus will tell you who's battling. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Joe Button. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so there were some weird things happening online yesterday, and uh, it all started with this audio that was leaked of Sin Santana having a phone conversation with Joe Button. Oh, you want me to give me a person so you can chase me again and drag me? I'm good. Um, I dragged you. I I laid a pan on you and dragged you where? Mm-hmm. You must have been drunk still, right? No, I was not drunk. I'm very aware of what was happening. Joseph. All right, so not sure where that came from, but uh, since Santana does try to explain it, and here's what she had to say. It's no secret that Joseph and I broke up. Probably one of my most vulnerable times. I confided in someone that I considered a sister and they completely betrayed my trust. We have the right to decide what the f- we want to share with whoever and what we want to handle in private. That's nobody's business. I don't play with my family. And at the end of the day, Joe is a great dad to Lex. Joe is present. Joe is active. We co-parent. All right, so she's saying that she did not leak that. I guess she sent that audio to somebody who was close to her, who she trusted, and that person then leaked it. Now, some people are trying to say that there's a smear campaign going on against Joe Button right now because all of a sudden, all these things against him are popping up now that he has cut ties with Spotify. Oh, God. Well, there's some paperwork that also leaked, and this paperwork is allegedly from Sin Santana, some court documents, and there are some allegations in here saying that he uh, sexually abused the dogs in the house. And then they also put up some old audio and video footage from Joe Button's podcast where he actually talks about his relationship with his dog. Why do I always want to make the dog feel good by playing with their privates? Anybody with a pet, you come on, you did a little something down there, man, made your dog feel good. <laughs> Yikes. I, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Um, if, if any of this is true, I pray for healing for everyone, including the dog. And I know people are expecting me to go in on Joe because of how spicy he was, you know, talking on his podcast about me. But I'm not going to dog Joe Budden the way I know he would dog me if the shoe was on the other paw. Okay, all I know is you can't throw stones when you live in a glass doghouse. Yeah, I just, you know, 
Well, I pray for Joe. I pray for Sin. I pray for his family. It does seem kind of weird that is all this stuff is coming out now. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that is. I guess you could call it a smear campaign. It just seemed odd that everything's coming out now, right now. But you know, like I said, Joe's a good person. I know Joe a long time. I know Sin a long time, and they have a family. And you know, some of that stuff is it should stay private. And, and you know, they have a son. So I mean, like I said, I pray for them, and I, and I hope everything works out. And these alleged court documents, it says defendant has a male dog whom he loves and showers with attention. While most of defendant's interactions with the dogs are with the dog are appropriate, I have observed on several occasions one particularly bizarre behavior by defendant without putting too fine a point on it. Suffice to say, the defendant has not only expressed concern for the dog's lack of a sexual partner, but has personally assumed responsibility for relieving any pent-up canine sexual tension. Defendant, for reasons I cannot fathom, has personally masturbated the dog. Defendant mm. repeatedly states that he sees this function as his responsibility since there are no bitches around to provide a sexual outlet for the dog. As I said, you can't throw stones when you live in a glass doghouse. And that table, all those dogs are playing poker on in that painting, eventually that table turns. So you don't go digging up, you know, dirt for other people's bones when you got your own bones buried. Has, has, has Joe commented? Um, he actually did say something on Twitter. What Somebody said, bro, I don't know who pissed you, who you pissed off, but the smear campaign is crazy. He said, you can't kill nothing that's ready to die. You can't kill nothing. Joe Budden said, you can't kill nothing that's ready to die? Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe he's just ready to die because he knows. Larry Smithson. Maybe he's just ready to die because he knows all dogs go to heaven. I don't know. Maybe. I know. Look, I'm sure he's going through a lot right now, so I don't want to make jokes about it, but I, I'm hoping. Oh, don't do to him what he would do to us is what you're saying. I'm, listen, when they go low, I take it to the he floor. You take it, it to the floor. He drops it to the floor. We're not doing and that. I go high. That's what I do. That. I'm not. I'm not doing. I do. That. I really do wish for healing um, for everybody involved in this situation. Did you reach out to him? I know y'all speak. No. Not this time. No. Now, have y'all spoken since Joe Button had some things to say about you being yes. an employee? Yes, we have. And what actually. happened? <laughs> I don't know. Why you, you laughing, dude? That's that evil laugh. I don't be knowing, man. I'm just here. I'm just happy to be here, okay? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an employee. And what happened? Of Things leaked. Media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my fault. No. Jeez. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything can't be Jeez. Charlemagne's fault, okay? Goodness Jesus gracious. Christ. That's my God. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the next verses. If it's not going to be Joe Button versus Charlemagne, let's do Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. It's going down on Sunday for mm. the next versus battle. Y'all excited? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'm not excited about is the phone calls. I know I'm probably going to get from, like, my mom. What you mean? Aunt, how, how do I get this? Woman I, I, this exactly. What this, channel is this? What's Instagram on? on? What, what's this Instagram thing on? How do I get this? What channel is Instagram? But if you got Apple TV, which is a whole other beast, right? If you're a certain age, you probably don't know how to work it. But you got to explain it. If you got Apple TV in your house, you can watch it on Apple TV. That is a fact. But you got to explain it to you. You might have to fly back home and, and hook it up for. Now I'm used to y'all arguing Maybe. over who's going to win the battle. So who do y'all think is going to win? We know you love some Patty LaBelle. Know, I, I mean, listen, I'm Team Patty LaBelle. Even though, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a, there's definitely not a winner in a Patty LaBelle versus Gladys. <laughs> no, I actually wish Aretha Franklin was alive, so it could be Patty LaBelle versus Aretha Franklin. But there's no winner in a Patty LaBelle versus Gladys Knight. These are two midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, Look, there's no winner. in Patty this. Like, invites me to her house every year for Thanksgiving. Who you think I'm riding with? First of all, that's not don't a reason. Say that, like, don't say that like you the only person that gets to invite. She invited all of us. <laughs> You talking about? <laughs> see, everybody, see, everybody, I talked to Patty on her born day. See, I called me Patty personally. on her born day to say happy born. She day. said, "Come on," and she said, "Bring all my kids." And I called the house phone. What's your favorite oh. Patty LaBelle song? 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm saying we get ready for the battle, right? Oh, it's my favorite Patty LaBelle song. I don't know. Let me Google. Yeah, Google. Let me Love and need and want you. Throw some names at me. On Google. my own. On my own. On my own. On my own. I like Why on my own. On my own. Throw me some more. What is I ain't got no Patty in my Serato, man. <laughs> I love Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle is a If you ask me to. Beautiful woman. I remember Patty right. LaBelle's son was Lady Marmalade. hands on me. Yes, but tell you. That's mm-hmm. all I got, Lady Marmalade. You, you only, calmed it down after that. That's the only Patty oh, LaBelle well, That's actually when I was doing radio in Philly. I just used to shot her off of being beautiful all the time. Is that and all you said? Like, Yo. Well, no, I was a different person back then, so that's not all. <laughs> oh, y'all ever heard of Roll Out featuring Wyclef, Patty LaBelle and Wyclef? Roll Out. That's the only two Patty LaBelle songs. Like, I gotta do, I gotta do better. Bro. You definitely gotta do better. <laughs> what about people who sample them? I wonder if they could play some of those. No. All right, uh, The Shy has been renewed for a season four by Showtime, so congratulations to them. And, yeah. Dope. So can't wait to see what season I haven't caught up on season three. I, I watched I, I the first watched two episodes it. and it was a bit much for me. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Ooh, oh, you got man. a new attitude. Yeah, that's... That's Patty, too. And y'all got to watch P-Valley also. That season finale just came on. I don't know if y'all watching P-Valley Mm-mm. since we're talking about Showtime. Yeah, is that Envy's beard or his mask? I really can't tell. Oh, it's his mask, person. I think. That's his, <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell. Because I, I haven't seen him in so long. Is that That's his mask or... His, it okay, has, that's write, a mask. It has writing right. on okay. it. Okay, I'm just making sure. I couldn't. I really couldn't. It says BBL, Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> yeah, could you tell if that was his mask, his bitch? It took me a second. <laughs> Why does it say BBL? Oh, no. It does not say oh, BBL. Oh, BBL? No, oh, it doesn't. What does it say? It says Brazilian butt lift. It says B and B Jewelers, which is my jeweler in ah. Jersey. He makes masks. Shout All I see is BJ. Benny and Eddie out in B and B Jewelers. It says B and B. You guys are something else, man. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. You sneaking pictures of me now? I ain't sneak nothing. I took that on purpose. <laughs> this guy's crazy. All right. All right. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Oh, uh, I need this high school in Robstown, Texas, to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right, we'll get into it next. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. Donkey of the day. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit it with the heat. Did she get donkey of the day? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. I haven't done you in this studio. Who are you talking to? Talking to Donkey. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, September 9th, 9-9-2020. Goes to our high school in Robstown, Texas. Oh, the Hellmans is heavy on this one, ladies and gentlemen. It's safe to say that they need a new mascot. Now, let me tell you something. We live in this era of symbolic change when it comes to racism, bigotry, uh, any anything people may have been insensitive to, okay? You see Confederate statues coming down. Teams like the Washington Redskins have changed their name to the Washington football team. Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima have been relieved of their positions, all because America wants to decolonize itself. I'm not mad at it. We need to go deeper, okay? As deep as denazification, okay? We need to rid America of white supremacist images the way they did Nazism out of Germany and Austrian society, okay? Out of the culture, out of the press, out of politics, everything, okay? Well, some folks haven't gotten the memo. Racism and bigotry are indeed still the American way, and some people have experienced racism so much that they don't even realize they're experiencing racism. Okay, I use myself as an, as an example like I do for most things, and I think of growing up in the beautiful state of South Carolina, Charleston, Monks Corner, Columbia, 843-803-864. What's happening? Drop one of the clues bombs for my state, damn it. Okay? 
I'm sure I told y'all this before, but growing up, it was so much overt racism, I didn't even notice it because it was the norm. All right, Confederate flag flying over the state house lawn, John C. Calhoun statue in downtown Charleston, slave market downtown Charleston, buildings and highways named after that racist segregationist Crom Thurman. That was all regular to me. Okay, just like clearly the name of Robtown's high school mascot is regular to them folks in Robstown, Texas. Would you like to know what the mascot's name in Robstown, Texas is? Let's go to KII ABC3 for the report, please. Our sports anchor, Chris Tomlinson, tweeting what was happening right in front of him, saying the Robstown Cotton Pickers come before their season opener against London tonight. The Cotton Pickers are the mascot for Robstown High School. And to some residents in the Coastal Bend, this tweet is just a statement of fact, but that wasn't the case for others. Robstown ISD says that is not what the mascot represents to them, saying to be a Robstown cotton picker represents a sense of pride. For some, the name has no offense to it. Local historians explain the Robstown cotton pickers represent the predominantly Hispanic migrant workers who worked in the cotton fields Robstown is known for. Uh -huh. In 2017, the mascot was brought to the forefront when neighboring school, Hamlin Middle School, changed its own mascot from a rebel wearing a Confederate flag, deeming it to be offensive. However, there have not been any formal challenges of the Robstown mascot. I just want everybody out there listening to know that as soon as the word cotton pickers was said on that audio, the people in this room that aren't black chuckled. Little light chuckles. And then soon as our board op, Drum, who's Spanish, heard that the cotton pickers were, were previously Spanish, his whole face changed. He turned red a little bit. Wasn't so funny then, was it, Drum? He's not Spanish. He's Hispanic or Latino. Thank you. Okay. Well, Rob's down cotton pickers. <laughs> All right, I need you all to put this in perspective. Would you embrace that mascot if it was the Rob Robstown Crack-Ass Crackers? What about the Robstown Honkies? What about the Robstown Peckerwoods? Okay, for alliteration purposes, what about the Robstown Rednecks? All I'm simply saying is, white folks in Texas, cotton picker isn't offensive to y'all because y'all ancestors wasn't the one picking the cotton. Okay, I know why America loves cotton because cotton was one of the resources that made folks in America rich. But you know what was the main economic engine of the South? You know what was behind all of that cotton picking? Slavery, okay? Nothing was more profitable than human slavery. All those crops, tobacco, sugarcane, and cotton all made people rich because of the free labor provided by black folks, okay? So when you brag about the South producing 75% of the world's cotton and producing all of these millionaires, please, let's not forget the folks that were enslaved and forced to do it, okay? See, that's the thing about the mascot, the cotton pickers. You wouldn't call your team the Robstown slaves, so don't call them the Robstown cotton pickers, okay? How the Redskins can come to the conclusion that, hey, let's get rid of this name. It's offensive. Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima can all come to the conclusion, you know, we should change this. Robstown, you had the opportunity to change your name in 2017 and you didn't. All because you're trying to hold on to tradition. Imagine being black and on this team and hearing this. And here come your Robstown Convickers. How do you amp yourself up? that go put in work for white authority when you are subjugated to this, okay? Just another example that all American traditions must die. I don't care if it's make America great again or build back better. I don't want to build any of this back. I want to tear it all down, destroy it. America was never great for all people, and we don't need to build any of these institutions back because they aren't inclusive for everyone, okay? All references to picking cotton must cease, all right? All right? Don't ask me wait a cotton-picking minute. Don't ask me how long is a cotton picking minute. Cotton pickers were my enslaved ancestors, and I know, and no, I'm not offended. I just know better. And you know, when you know better, you should do better. Okay? 
But let's be honest, America truly doesn't want to do better because they think better means the end of white supremacy. And who in the hell would want to relinquish that kind of power? I know, I know, Charlemagne, you made it. You weren't picking no cotton. Well, I think it was Joyner Lucas who once said, even if I wasn't picking cotton physically, that don't mean I'm not affected by the history. Please let Chelsea Handler give Robstown Texas High School and their mascot, the cotton picker, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Too much goddamn mayonnaise. All right, well, thank you, Charlemagne. Now, up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Uh, what's up? It's CJ. CJ, what's up? What's your question for you? I just, just want to get some advice. So uh, I'm a, I have a girlfriend, and I noticed that my my family, money, like my mom, my aunt, they kind of, I, I feel like they don't accept her because mm-hmm. uh, I'm from, they're from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. So I know like we grew up, like there was like cooking and like taking care of me and all that kind of stuff. And my girlfriend, she's a mixed well, white and black and, She's not really, like, into cooking and, like, the normal stuff that they would expect, I guess, from a woman mm-hmm. with a man. And I notice a lot they like to say, like, uh, sly stuff about her. And, and I just want to know, like, how could I, how should I go about, like, dealing with that? Because, like, I mean, I love her and I can see myself totally marrying her one day. But, you know, I, don't, I prefer not to, like, be sly about Right. That. And that's that's awkward and uncomfortable because it's your relationship, not theirs. But you're also their little boy, you know, their son and nephew, and they're always going to look at you like that. And they're traditional as far as uh, the way that they were raised and how they feel like your woman should treat you. But you love the way your woman treats you, and I think that's what matters most. And as long as they're not being disrespectful to her, right? Right, yeah. I, like, to their face, like, overall they like her, but it's like... I don't know, it's just, like, little, like, slick stuff every now and again. And I know, like, my girlfriend, like, she, she understands, like, the big cultural difference because, like, so she was born here. And it's a lot different than how she was raised. Like, her, her mom and her family never really prioritized that. And so she never, she never grew up with that kind of, like, mindset. Right. And she kind of feels that, too, because I know she gets nervous about the fact that, you know, it's a holy, it's a totally different culture. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's something that always kind of bothered her. And yeah. And they were nervous, like, when it came time to meet, meet up. I think it is going to require just more time for them to realize that she's not going anywhere. And as long as you're happy, then your family should be happy for you as well. I'm not going to lie, though. Family members always be saying slick stuff when you date somebody anyway, right? They're never completely happy. Right. And you're not here to please them. You guys are there to please each other. So sometimes they just have to butt out of a relationship. And as long as they're not disrespectful, because then that's a real conversation, then... I think it's just something that is going to be what it is. Like, she's not who they are. And you can explain that to your mom and your aunt. Be like, look, she's not you guys. I appreciate who you are in my life, and but the way that our relationship is just different. That's my woman, and she does take care of me in different ways than you take care of me. That's true. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Hope you all work this through. But it seems like it'll be all good. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All righty. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hello. What's your question for Yee? Oh, yeah, me and my wife just broke up, so I want to know what would be a nice place to take her. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. You said you want to take her someplace, but y'all broke up? He said him and his wife broke up. He's trying to make up. He want to take her someplace nice. You got to okay. tell her why y'all broke up. Did y'all up. break up, or did, like, what happened? Well, let's say uh, I was caught doing something. You, uh, know, you cheated. <laughs> and Uncle Charlotte said black man don't cheat, but... I you better that. own what you did. That's black the first men step. Don't cheat, own but, what you did. But little black boys do. You're a young, you're a boy. Grow up. Did you cheat? Well, uh, you know, I was testing this little shout out for uh, OnlyFans. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So you were texting yeah. the woman off OnlyFans and she found out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what were you texting her? Well, I'm going to put it like this. I want to say a couple of things that she was trying to offer on the internet. You know, I got caught up. <laughs> what was she trying to offer? What, what's she offer you, bro? I'm sorry. What's she offer? <laughs> I'm just curious. What's she offer? <laughs> well, you know, uh, some good videos over the internet. And so you was paying possible, extra. You were paying extra for videos. Paying extra for videos and possible meet You know, I'm dying here. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And you're married. Yeah, it goes down down here in Atlanta, man. I ain't gonna sit here and flip. Okay, so your rationale is it goes down down here in Atlanta. Can I can I just ask one more question, Yee? <laughs> Bro, why you pay OnlyFans when there's all these porn sites? Like, what do you get? At? I'm just curious. It's personal. Yeah, it, it, it personally it, it's a um, more up close and personal experience. Than it's a porn. video. You could do the same thing on whatever <laughs> porn, whatever. The that I'm having right now is that it feels like you still not owning what you did. You you're, you're like, oh, it's Atlanta. It goes down here. You know, like, are you going to stop doing these things? You're taking your hard-earned money and paying it to some strange woman you don't even know? How much you pay, bro? Yeah. The video, they go by 50 a pop. 50 a pop? Yeah. You know what y'all could have did with that money? I could have paid my light bill with that money. That's damn right, but you in the dark looking at videos on OnlyFans. Right, you know, I, I learned my lesson. You know, uh, did you? Yeah, I learned my lesson. Who's the person I'm you were just... looking at? Who's the person? Who's the OnlyFans? Envy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it worse. What's his OnlyFans, bro? Envy, hoping What's it's his you. OnlyFans. You see that? Did you ask for his OnlyFans? He did. Yeah, I heard him. <laughs> I did. I'm just joking, guys. No, you ain't joking. Oh, I am joking. Go ahead, sir. All right, you let's addicted. get back to some real <laughs> conversation, though. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing that I really need you to do, right? I really need you to understand what you did wrong, why her feelings are hurt, and listen to her. Have you listened? Okay. Yes, I have. You know, she said we've been married for five years, and you're still going to throw it all the way over the internet. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, baby, you know, I am I got caught slipping because of these young boys at the job. You know, they were, <laughs> they were on that crap. And then, you know, my mind just went low. Why are you blaming other people for what you did wrong? I Okay, I'm I'm in my 30s, right? Mm-hmm. So the only fans thing I heard about it, but I ain't necessarily paid it no attention. Okay. Until I just need you to I, own what you, know, you did wrong. Don't say that you got caught up. It was the other people at the job. No. You went on there. You spent money. You knew what you were doing. You're aware, and you know that it was wrong, and you got caught. Guy called slipping. Okay. Whatever. You slipped. But my whole <laughs> thing is this. I just need you to own the fact that you were dead ass wrong. 
Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. Now, is she willing to go on a date with you? She said she's willing to because, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Okay. So you got to make sure that you really, I think the main thing for women is planning. We want to make sure that you plan ahead. Whatever restaurant you go to, I, I suggest, I love this app, Open Table. If you go on Open Table and make a reservation, but then call the restaurant, right. let them know, look, this is a special date for us. Whatever, if you have to tell them it's your anniversary, make sure you get an amazing table. Whatever you have to do to make sure that it's done, you know, really well. If I was you, I would bring a gift to dinner so that after dinner you have something to give her to show something thoughtful. It don't have to be something expensive, but something thoughtful to show that you listen, you care, and you love her and let her know that you're willing to be patient and take however long it takes to rebuild that trust that you broke. Right. Um, okay. I can dig it. Okay. All right. I wish, <laughs> I really wish you luck, but man, you better stop slipping. I really do appreciate it. And I am. Okay. That's what women want. We want you to take responsibility. I'm telling you right now, take responsibility on what you did wrong. Listen, let us vent, answer whatever questions that it is that we have, and then show that you have improved with your behaviors and things that you're doing and pay attention and go hard. Thank you hung up. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can always hit Yee. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Tory Lanez. Apparently, he sent a text message to Megan Thee Stallion after that night out where she was shot in both feet. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello, hello, hello. Why are you screaming? Huh? Like, Envy, where did you go? Where is there to even go up here? You just disappeared for... I know one thing. The sinks don't work. Uh, on the third floor. I just want to throw that out there for anybody who may be listening. Sinks in the men's, the men's uh, So that happens the in the floor. women's bathroom all the time. You really? have to um, press the reset thing in the outlet. But they got a sign on the door that says sinks don't work. Oh, okay. No, that doesn't happen yeah. to us. Oh, okay. Wash your hands in the toilet. Huh? <laughs> they say corona be in the toilet. I read that somewhere. Oh, okay. They say they when do. you flush the toilet, corona oh. jump right out and be up in your ass. Well, we are back here. We are... Um, <laughs> For one day only. <laughs> Why does everybody <laughs> laugh when they hear about something in somebody's ass? Up here? Eddie heard jumping your ass. You can't say that. <laughs> Everybody's always getting so funny oh to people. Not everybody. Uh, let's get to some. Oh my God, I hate y'all, man. <laughs> let's get to the rumors, man. Let's talk Tory Lanez. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Tory Lanez, they are saying, sent a text to Megan Thee Stallion as she was in a hospital bed 15 hours after she was shot in both of her feet. And TMZ did get this text message. And he said, I know you're probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. I was just too drunk. Nonetheless, it should have never happened, and I can't change what did. I just feel horrible because I genuinely just got too drunk. I don't know if that's true or not, <clears throat> like that whole story. But, I mean, that is something you should apologize for. But not in text. Not text in text. Definitely not so, text. It doesn't seem personal enough after I shoot you. But you know what? Maybe she's not answering the phone. Yeah, maybe, maybe he, he can't to get to her face to face and he feels like he has to say something. I Well, why don't you hold yourself accountable publicly? Why don't you atone for what you did jail. wrong publicly? Yeah, that's she still, already said that you did it. It's, that's already out there. Why well, he never said clean? he's never said that he did it. I, I don't know. I just know that the fastest way to healing is to reveal. Whatever it is. He's probably hoping, like, look, I'm not trying to go to jail. 
And this thing is, I don't know. And then maybe at first he thought Megan Thee Stallion wasn't going to say anything because she was keeping quiet. And for and I'm sure she had to do whatever healing she needed to do on her own before she's able to discuss it. Because if you recall, she said, I'm from the South Side. Mm-hmm. It ain't like, let me go run and tell my business to the police. You know what I'm oh, saying? I ain't mercy. never been that type of person. But she said, I'm not going to let y'all keep playing in my face. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to let this bitch ass play in my face either. Yeah, I mean, you're the victim. Can I Megan. say bitch ass? I don't think you can. You're, you're the victim. Okay. So... And you're a civilian. Nobody is going to look at you and say Megan is dying as a snitch because she told on a grown-ass man shooting her. Like, come on. Right. So now it's all coming out. So we shall see what repercussions will happen. Now, Dr. Dre's estranged wife, Nicole Young, she wants him to sit down for a 21-hour deposition in their whole divorce. What she's saying, she wants lawyers to talk to him for eight hours about the validity of their prenup and another 13 hours about financial issues. This is according to these new documents. She says that he's already skipped a couple of previously scheduled depositions, and she says his entire career and public persona are based on defiance of authority, violence, and refusal to comply with the law. She also says that he thinks the rules don't apply to him because with an estimated net worth of $1 billion, he has grown accustomed to doing whatever he likes whenever he so chooses. 21-hour deposition. Can I just give you the $2 million? I even throw some more in for entertainment in the phone, please. Two, two, can I, 21 hours? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, just take it. And those depositions go public, too? Yeah, yeah just take it. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want to have all I'll that make go it back. public. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll just He's make, such a private person. Let's just make the entertainment a cool million a month. Forget the 900000 Let's make it a cool million. Oh, what about the, the laundry bill, though? Laundry bill, what you need? I'll wash the clothes myself. <laughs> wash don't need to be there. Okay. <laughs> all right, Canelo Alvarez is suing DAZN and Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> For breach of a $365 million contract. Yeah. Tell me more. I'd have to sue too for that. He's saying their alleged failure to deliver as promised on that contract. It was supposed to be the richest in the history of boxing when he signed that less than two years ago. Are you Googling this? Yes, he is. You know, he's a bird. <laughs> he's a you know, he excited. is a bird. I, know I love boxing. I'm like, when did this happen? He wants to get damages related to uh, the breach of fiduciary duty, breach of covenant of good faith and fair dealing, international interference with contract, negligent interference with contract and fraud, among other transgressions. They haven't been paying Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez is by far the biggest star on Golden Boy Boxing. Probably one, of, probably the biggest star in the sport. Why are you so upset? Look at so you. So what he was supposed to get, right? Because that $365 million was for his next 11 matches. Wow. And that's uh, a $15 million purse for a fight that was in December of 2018. $35 million for each of his 10 following ones. And wow. Ock and Barack, y'all supposed to keep me up on stuff like that. Salute to Ock and Barack. Uh, my guy's over at the zone. Wow. Yeah, you I can't know believe my... Canelo wasn't getting paid. What happened to the Tyson fight? Are they still fighting? In November. November now. Mm-hmm. Canelo had to be getting paid. Look at you. Well, maybe it wasn't the amount Something that he was, right. you know, that he was promised. Right. Clearly, he's not getting what he thought he was supposed to get. So, you know. Maybe it's the back end money. Mm-hmm. All right. Forbes is facing backlash for a headline they had. Now, that headline uh, said a second stimulus check is coming. Can the black community wait? And people were very upset about that. And then <laughs> Forbes about that, switched it to minority. They said a second stimulus check is coming. Can the minority community wait? They wanted to say the N-word so bad. Can you just wait? Please. It's not. Yeah. And by the way, 
White people want their stimulus yes, checks. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting evicted, too. They're black, having like, problems paying their bills. Poverty is a black bills. thing. Yes. Poverty mm-hmm. is a thing thing. You know, there's a black woman that actually wrote it, so I saw they were all in her comments. Um, Corey Hill, they were going in on her for that uh, that mm. headline. Okay, Bow Wow and Kyomi Leslie, there's some leaked audio of them now. All this leaked audio. Where's this leaked audio coming leaked from? Leaked text messages. All these goddamn leaks. Leaked documents. Okay. So in this alleged audio of the two of them, she's saying that he punched her in the stomach. Listen to this. This man hit me in my stomach. Yeah, he hit her in her stomach. So I saw that with my own eyes. No, like, it's no way, like... Not with my own eyes, but all four of my eyes. They, they not have any type of concern for you or your well-being by doing that. You know, he knows she framed it right here in the stomach. Wow. So, uh, this audio just came out, so we don't know. Is this about to be the new thing? Is the, like, leaks? Is mm-hmm. leaks about to be the new thing? Is this about when everybody used to tweet stuff out and be like, oh, I got hacked. Is leaks about to be the new thing? People going to be leaking personal phone calls it and screenshots like and saying it was leaked. All right, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is officially over. It's coming to an Who end. Who leaked that? <laughs> That's tw- 20 years? 20 seasons. Oh, 20 seasons. 14 years and 20 seasons. Wow. Hundreds of episodes, spinoffs, all of those things. Kim Kardashian says it is with heavy hearts that we've made the difficult decision as a family to say goodbye to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. After what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, numerous spinoff shows, we are beyond grateful to all of you who watched us for all of these years with the good times, the bad times, the happiness, the tears, and the many relationships and children. All right, speaking of them, Travis Scott. He actually got mobbed by fans at McDonald's. Have y'all been paying attention to all this Travis Scott? I have. Yes. So I'm, it's the release of the Travis Scott meal at McDonald's. Yeah, I thought you got a toy with that, but you don't get nothing. It's just a, a meal, right? You. Always want a toy. <laughs> you always want you. This guy here, man. What's with up with him? Man. I can't wait. I go. I'm going back home. You can get you a quarter pounder with cheese, top of bacon and lettuce, plus medium fries with barbecue dipping sauce and a sprite. I see him. Don't he selling denim He's jean got shorts? Some or merch. Too? He got some merch. Also, it's not just denim jean shorts. <laughs> and you were looking. He said, "Look at why him, is that all you care about?" He said, "Denim jean shorts. Can I get me a pair?" But they You're, got the McDonald's. They got t-shirts. They got hats. Emblem. But the only thing you've seen is the denim jean shorts. First they got the all, McDonald's emblem on the back. Because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of New Yorkers, and they was trying to clown as if denim jean shorts was not the attire for New Yorkers all throughout the 90s with some construction Timberlands in the summer. It still is. Okay. Still you is. act like that's not how you dress now. Nah, that's not how I dress. That's <laughs> in the wax dress like that that's now. That's really crazy. Not true. Tim's it. None of that is true. It's all made up. Make believe. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank Listen, you, Miss Yee. I got an announcement at 924, too. Okay. By the way. Exactly. You're stepping up. I like that. All right, we'll talk about that next time. The People's Choice Mix is up Should I next. call now, Rogers? <laughs> 800-585-1051. Shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Don't ever look in the eye and say you get the bus in Indy. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm telling you something. See, I, I, see. I like these plexiglass windows in here. <laughs> okay? I've been bamboozled. There's some um, stuff on this one. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah it, it looks like, like a little... I don't know what that is. And it's dripping it's down. Probably spit. Nah, I don't know. Like it's spit. disgusting. Spray it down. Somebody spray it down. Hello. I've been bamboozled. What do you mean? You know, Coach was like Envy. You know, we're not. That's our boss. Was like Envy. Coach Thea Mitchum. Say mm-hmm. her name. Mm-hmm. She was like Envy. I need you to come in. You know, because we have a, a huge announcement. And I was like, well, what's the announcement? She was like, I, I can't necessarily tell you. It has to do with Charlemagne and more things that he's doing. So I said, wow, he's creating an <laughs> OnlyFans. So I really came here thinking that he was creating an OnlyFans. Did anybody see Yella Beezy, his son on Only? He found his son looking at OnlyFans. How's his son? <laughs> he, yeah, I got to show it to you. It's hilarious. He was so embarrassed. He looks young, like he's like six or seven. 
Wow. I mean, I guess that's that's kind of like looking at a Playboy. Like back in the day, I used to keep the Playboys in the penthouse and the trapper keeper to hide it from the the parents. So I guess nowadays that's kind of like doing that, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a young man, a young girl that likes to see people popping that thing, thing. But the thing with OnlyFans, I, which I don't understand, no disrespect to OnlyFans, but... That really looks what? like your beard on your chin. It's Yo, your she- mask. I'm telling you, it's your mask, but it really looks like your beard, bro. So that should tell you something about how your beard looks. <laughs> I was asking, like, why pay for OnlyFans when you, like, it's free stuff on the site, on, on, on the internet? What's why are you looking at me? Don't look at me like that. You know what? That's turning around, <laughs> man. You You're looking at me weird, man. Because people on OnlyFans, you, you could talk to people and, like, request things. You pay extra money for videos, for pictures. This guy is crazy. I'm, I'm uncomfortable, And man. you could what potentially sites, meet up with somebody. <laughs> King. I don't King. think in porn you can do that. I'm not talking to you. King, what sites, King? I don't know what you're talking about. King. What? Tell me what sites. I don't know, man. I don't know. We had, he said it's so matter of fact. <laughs> this guy, man. Why go to OnlyFans when you can just go to Only Free Penis? <laughs> what? You go too far. See, that's that's your problem. That is your problem. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good yes, morning. indeed. All right, well, uh, it's time to get up out of here. It was uh, great seeing you guys. This is it? Yes. When is this coming back? Can somebody tell us that before we leave this building? We don't know yet. We don't know. We all got negative COVID tests. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we don't know about you. You ain't, you ain't bring her, 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 her proof didn't bring her paperwork. No. I she, sure she, didn't. She didn't bring her paperwork. They were like, good news. You're negative. I was like, I got to go in the office. All right. Well, <laughs> I, don't I like being in the, uh, the studio. I can't do home no more. Mm. Okay. It's a different magic in this room that I enjoy. All right. I ain't going to lie. I wanted to be home. Who the hell said aw? <laughs> that wasn't an aw moment. It was like, aw, aw. Oh, my goodness. Aw. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, man, uh, six rules to kick ass in life, okay? Number one, know that you're your only competition, okay? Number two, earn, save, and invest before you spend. Three, avoid negative people. Life is too short. Four, if you don't go after what you want, you will never get it. Five, see failure as a beginning, not an end. And six, our habits decide our future. Matter of fact, I'm going to add one more. This is just the seventh rule to kick ass in life. You don't get what you deserve in this business. You get what you negotiate. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?